0: This podcast is offered by Wildflowers and Sangha. A Dharma talk by Joa Celwikisov Setbon.
1: So, uh, good evening, everyone. Um, as I said earlier, um, Roshi uh, couldn't come uh, today. Uh, her husband uh, has been diagnosed with COVID and uh, she doesn't feel well herself um, so i she sent me a message uh late this afternoon and she said can you take over so um i said yes um, it kind of changed my plans even though it didn't really change my plans but uh i wasn't expecting to to talk um so i noticed as soon as i realized that i would have to talk my mind started to be like (laughs) what am i going to talk about what do i want to share Um, um the irony of it is that i I don't have any work right now with uh, the agencies, communication agencies I work with normally. And I spend a lot of time reading, um, mostly Buddhist books or Buddhist related topics. Um, And nothing really just came out of my mind thinking, oh yeah, this is what I want to talk about. Um, it's uh, it's really nice to gather once again Um, yesterday so our president announced that again we are entering in sort of semi-confinement mode not being able to go out between nine pm until six am, so that means and not and not having huge crowds of friends at home, and uh, not going to restaurants, and so that's part of not going to theaters, movies. And, um, For me, it's not gonna change much because I wasn't going out much these days. Um, Using that time really just to enjoy myself at home, reading, um, thinking, practicing. um it's very unusual time we've said that so many times and it uh, and it's changing every single day also things evolving um it really puts us in the in a very uh, In the heart of this impermanence that we keep talking about, Uh, it really takes, uh, pulls the rug out of our feet. Um, Difficult to make any plans. Difficult also to entertain ourselves the way we used to entertain ourselves also, and I personally also noticed that I switched to different entertainments, but the 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 tendency to. The inclination of the mind to be entertained is very present. I find for me, um, even sometimes, I notice how. Yeah, reading can be also all the or, yeah, reading, learning, studying can be a sometimes a way to entertain myself. Sometimes it's a way to most of the time. I hope I mean or it's it, it's also. I would say uh, a way to deepen my understanding um but there is also in there i i mentioned that last week there is also an element for me of cleaning of craving just like get more get better understanding get a better knowledge um and what's has struck me recently um, studying all these texts and uh, going from yeah old texts of the pali canon the the literature the old literature buddhist literature and the zen literature um, is that there's a lot a huge amount of books and huge amount of canonical literature and at the same time Points out to it points to something very um, simple, basic, that really can be reduced to really no word or one word or just vastness. This this is just it. Or and we are having we have all this literature to express that. and so, yeah, it was mentioned many times that at the same time we have all these sutras and at the same time um, really just saying the first syllable of the heart sutra is enough in the sense that are we able to just be there just just there at that moment just present to whatever it is. And um, I was, just before sitting, I was looking at the, one of the collection of the, of the Cohen's that we study. Um, And I was looking at the cases and it was like, yeah, it's always about the same thing. It's like one guy asking to some, someone else what, asking a question and just testing his ability to whether or not to to be just really present is he in his mind and in in his concept or is he just um or is that person just really present really present to what is and we can expound immensely that that experience and talk about it and see all the ramifications of it Um, one of the one of the the text of I've looked at um, this week um, and I thought maybe just I that, that is is a one of the oldest uh, uh texts of our tradition um it's the avatamsaka sutra um, and there are a few quotes that I, I had written down and i really i maybe the the that really inspired me and um i, I thought maybe i could share that with you and and see how that unfolds um Yavatamsaka is one of the oldest um, and uh the language is very flowery and very so uh if we go beyond that, there's certain things that I find that are really beautiful. Um and that really spoke to me just, just a few quotes that I'd like to share that was that I'd like to share with you. Um, first one is in each of the Buddha's pores sit Buddhas, many as atoms in all lands, surrounded by masses of enlightened beings, expounding the supreme practice of the universally good. And that really struck me: the expounding the supreme practice of the universally good. Um, I'm,
0: you read again
1: please yes in each of the buddha's pores sit buddhas many as atoms in all lands surrounded by masses of enlightened beings well this is not really important but it's like we sit we sit as buddhas we sit as human beings and what do we do expounding the supreme practice of the universally good i read that i was really really struck me how really going back to what i keep going back to like our intention when we sit what do we do what do we try to practice um so one of the yeah one of the expounding notion that could we that we could add with this thusness uh just being present is also being present but really being present with that with a certain practice with a certain intention of practicing the universally good whatever that means without any, without going into you know the right and wrong it's like universally and what is universal is there something universal but that, that and this is what also what's embedded Into the vow of the vow we recite, the first vow. I vow sentient beings are numberless, I vow to save them all, to serve them, or different translations, to be at the service of, to serve, and to be in. In uh, being relationally exposed to others, in with that notion of goodness, with that notion, with that intention of serving, of doing good, um, that's that's something that I find is useful to look at for ourselves. Are we practicing just for our own good, which is always a good start? Uh, or do we also, can we expand that? Can we expand the benefaction of our practice? Um, there's a, a second um, paragraph that, I, I, that, I've, that really inspired me. Uh, In the congregations of all the Buddhas, enlightened beings of supreme knowledge sit, each hearing the teaching, conceiving joy, cultivating themselves in every situation for boundless ages. Each hearing the teaching, conceiving joy, cultivating themselves in every situation for boundless ages um i was i was struck by the conceiving joy also that adds that's another element that i find very interesting is the notion of good and that notion of joy and um i I mean if i if i if we I don't know if you share that but like if we think about zen sometimes if we don't we haven't practiced zen or we imagine what people think about what the zen practice is it seems very austere very rigorous very uh tough <laughs> um the, in the koans they some teachers beat the students it's like where's the love there where's it's from from the first uh yeah from a It's, it's not obvious straight away. Um, and, and there is an element certainly that introducing the joy in our practice, uh, it can start by the friendliness towards ourselves, the friendliness towards others. But I feel that the, the, the it's a good, maybe it's a good um, indicator of where our practice is what kind of what how do we how is do we feel the joy within us is there something flourishing that that is linked to that joy that something opens up and uh, um, and again if we go back to that notion of vastness uh, if we are able to just not be caught up uh, with ideas opinions it's much easier to just enjoy what's there um, we walk around the street if we're in a house just doing nothing special just appreciate it as as a famous saying of Maizumi Roshi appreciate your life and in this appreciation there is there is joy involved I feel and um yeah cultivating themselves in every situation for boundless ages and I think in every situation god we have very strange we we encounter very strange situations these days and I keep asking myself yeah that's a how do I practice with that that's a something that is thrown to us and how do i practice with that new situation um another paragraph that inspired me they're not they they're, they are part of this it's book two of the avatamsaka sutra but they're not they're just bits and pieces that i give you that really inspire me uh, in each hair are webs of light pervading all quarters intoning the sublime voice voices of buddha taming the hard to tame taming the hard to tame taming is that that, that word uh taming um 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 yeah, when you have a wild animal and you're taming it so that it becomes more um less wild yeah. or befriending also could be another word not exactly the same meaning but something like that um and so there's always it's it's a recurrent notion in the in the sutras taming the mind um we have that the the, the all the the figures with the ox and representing the mind and how we how we try to train the mind. We try to train the mind in order to befriend the mind, to make it calmer, to so that we're not we're not um enslaved by our mind. We're able to master it, to tame it. Yeah. Um and we're taming the heart to tame. It's not that easy and we get we keep getting caught up all the time um and it's always something to there's always something to work on always something to tame Um, uh, it's never finished and it's never finished also because every situation is different And because every situation is different, we might get caught up again, and and so yeah, the taming of the mind is is what we do. Is what we do by uh, by training. Um, One of the things that I've read also today is like uh, uh, this week is the. The, uh, also, the, the training, viewing the training of the mind, uh, is not just meditation. Meditation is one part of one one element of the training. Another element are the rituals. Third element could be studies of Buddhist texts, and the fourth element, which for all of us, it's most of our lives, are our activities. Our bodhisattva activities. I mean, anything that we do during the day can be part of that training. And being, I mean, working with people—that's part of our Buddha activities. That's part of our samu. I mean, we can take it as 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 a bodhisattva activity. Um, being in a relationship is a hard work. There's a lot to. <laughs> it's uh being in any relationship with friends with uh but with if you have a partner it's also i find uh woof that's a big work that's also that gives uh, all kinds of um gives us all kinds of opportunities to practice to see where we are um in our practice in our in our ability to be present to the moment um I find it's a it's an enormous <laughs> it's an enormous opportunity, um, uh, and to help us in that, sometimes when we feel a little bit at lost, uh, we can fall back on the precepts. We can fall back on the parameters, the virtues that we're trying to cultivate in order to inspire I've, I mean I've said that many times many times during the day I'm, I'm really going back to the presets when I feel it's um, I'm losing track of what I'm doing or how I'm doing it uh, going back to the precepts that sometimes is really inspired really just it's a it helps me to focus it helps me to keep um yeah keep focused Um, and so in the last quote that I wrote down um, uh, that also going that goes back to this notion of every situation, uh, it says, the bodies of all Buddhas all have infinite forms. Though their manifestations be innumerable, their forms are never exhausted the teaching takes many forms we take many forms the situations take many forms and how do we respond to that with joy with mindfulness Um, with a sense of service or of good. Um, And yeah, we we sing reality is boundless or the dharmas are boundless in a different translation. The dharmas being in a very limited sense the teachings, but also All phenomena, so this is why we translate that by reality. Reality is boundless and I vow to see it or I vow to perceive it. Uh, It takes many forms. The manifestations are innumerable and their forms are never exhausted. Um. I find very, I find that very inspiring because also it reminds me of that notion of not picking. There are certain situations that we dislike, for good reasons. Some situations that we like, for good reasons or for reasons we're very attached to. Um, and if we what what happens if we stop. Choosing and picking what happens if we can see every possible situation that occurs as a possibility to deepen our understanding and to live in a more with more spaciousness, more f- freely um, I was uh, about what ten days ago. I got terrible, terrible back pains. Um, I had never experienced that. They, I got an injection of morphine, and then I was on opium. <laughs> so I couldn't really, I couldn't move at all for a couple of days. Uh, it was the pain was terrible. Uh, Certainly it was not something that I liked, <laughs> um, but this was the reality and um, I had totally to surrender to my wife, to Delphine, I couldn't do anything. I had to uh, accept that I couldn't do anything, I, I, I couldn't stand on my feet, I couldn't prepare food i couldn't help her with anything i was helpless so i had to accept that um i had to accept the pain um then when the pain decreased i was fearing to be exposed to that level of pain again so um and I was witnessing that fear coming up um, I mean all the all these things happened, and I was really trying to use that as practice. Um, So forms are never exhausted. Yeah, I think that's um, that's all I think for the moment. Um, This is what I this is the things that inspired me um, this week uh, that I'm sharing with you. Um, I don't know if that echoes anything in you, or I open up to discussions and reflections and questions and... Yeah, João?
2: Good evening. Um... I was particularly struck by the the possibilities are are endless for for practice and yes the the the, the vow that we sing uh, reality is boundless uh, I vow to see it um and uh sometimes in in the in the morning. When when we do zazen, sometimes um, Dale is present, and I've asked him a couple of times to. Uh, if you, I asked if someone wanted to, to say the vows, and he has done it sometimes. But he, he says, because he knows by heart a slightly different uh, version. Uh, and the third one, which I always think it's 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 really good to hear different versions. I th- I always found it's very interesting. It's very helpful. And the third one is he says um, the dharmas are boundless if I'm I'm not mistaken. Um, And I was really struck by that because I've always looked at the the third vow reality is boundless. (laughs) I've been saying it and thinking about it for the Ten years almost like like that, and uh, the Dharmas are boundless that really <laughs> that really changed uh, things for me uh, but this this thing with the the infinite um, possibilities of practice. Uh, each moment, each activity, each person that we meet, uh, each thought uh, that we have, each emotion that we uh, feel, uh, everything, each, each thing that uh, we don't realize at the moment and we uh, realize or don't realize later, or, a second after absolutely everything is 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 it's, it's uh it's endless it's it's really endless and um and the the interesting thing is um when I get to the point where uh, um running away (laughs) or uh, not wanting to see something or not facing something um, doesn't doesn't work anymore uh, nowadays i found i find myself very often (laughs) in that situation where you know it's just it's impossible to uh, for some reason it becomes impossible to uh, to run away uh, and actually that makes it um, so simple <laughs> and I'm not just talking about you know pleasant stuff I'm, I'm talking about a, a lot of hard stuff difficult things. Um, unpleasant things, uh, hard work, <laughs> uh, but it's uh, it's very, I always have this very clear feeling that uh, there's no running away from it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think th- there's no running away from it from reality and the experience that we can have of reality can be very different depending on our intentions if we have intentions at all i mean we certainly we probably do have even when we don't formulate them so this is why it's always good to i find it very useful to always you know when we say oh everything is practice again the practice of what cuz that makes all the difference the practice of what because you can just you know just practice mindfulness in order for you to be more productive in your work and that's and to make more money in order to you know that's that could be your practice <laughs> Or it's the, I mean, the classic example would be just learning how to shoot. You practice mindfulness, but you practice in order to be a better killer. What is it exactly that we that we do? Um, so the practice of what, and this is why I was this thing of universally good, the intention of, or the intention of serving or whatever the, or, or uh, you know, to the, the, the precepts, the, 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 or taking refuge, or I mean, all these manifestations of our deepest intentions give us the kind of the 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 path that we want to that we want to walk on, and it's a very specific path. And in that sense, I mean, we are picking we are picking something but we're picking something that is a, a path of we we don't know what it's going to look like also we don't we we, we don't know what the, the the shape of it but we we do know what we want to walk on what we, what we want to cultivate and i think it's it's good to be
2: clear on that that's actually very very helpful uh Because it's like, um, lots of times it's like, I I, I don't, I'm not even sure if I asked the question to myself, but it's like, I was asking, it's like, I could ask, Um, and the practice could be, I was thinking, I was hearing you, what what you were saying, and I was thinking, the practice of not running away <laughs> what, what am i cultivating or what am i what am i uh, and it could be just this uh no i'm just it's just the practice of not running away which is not it's 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 important of course but uh sometimes it's like i can ask myself the question um so it's it's just this it's it's that's that's the whole point <laughs> and so when you when you say something like uh, uh, when you bring the, this thing with the intention I feel that's like uh, that's like the way to go like that that's one step further from this situation where I think where I think I, I, I see myself many times of... You know it's, it's just this it's just it's just not running away it's just um, it's so I think, uh, the intention yeah it's like one step further but.
1: yeah, and I think it also I find it very uh useful personally to to notice that um also when i say this like you know what's the practice what are we what are we practicing the forms are plural um we have different i mean at certain times it's very difficult to be at the surface of uh, i mean to just feel that um yeah we are capable of uh, serving someone this is maybe not appropriate but we are may able to cultivate another aspect even though i mean ultimately boils down to the same but like the form it takes can be very different i mean we practice meditation there's certain sometimes we practice koan we have if we practice koan it's certain type of practice sometimes we practice just Chikantaza or just following the breath, the different practices. Uh, We may cult, we we might do a practice of compassion. Um, I was was struck, I just finished reading the book from Mingyo uh, for all what's in French, it's called Pour tout l'amour du monde. The English title is, uh, I don't know, it's like this Tibetan monk that, That had a monastery and all that, and for he he left for a couple of years and went out, went in the street, and so he explains. I mean, the Tibetans are really good for that. He explains all the various practices that he does, depending on the situation, and reality comes, a situation comes, and that's your practice. Sometimes you have an argument with your partner. Well, there's that, that that picks that that really you know, points to a certain practice that you can, or certain aspects of the practice. Um, different situation, you're walking in the street, maybe just walking, you know, being mindful with the sensations, and that may be something totally different, you yeah. um, know. And we, we can play with that. And I find that really, uh, really fascinating. Uh, yesterday, no, two days ago, i had to have a scan so i went into for the first time in my life on this in this machine and and so with the sound and they gave me the helmet and all that and i was like all right and i i I thought oh that's that's quite i was kind of scared to have a feeling of claustrophobia in there so i started to do a, a body scan actually um see how it feels and and you know, being mindful of that situation, being mindful of my my fear of oh, if I open my eyes and I'm going to see that that very closed you know, environment, I'm I'm going to freak out. So I was I was paying attention to that too. So at that moment, it wasn't about you know compassion to others. It was just like okay, let's let's uh, become acquainted with that. Particular situation, and that can, that is, that was almost scary to me. So, uh, looking at that from that perspective, also, you know, the many the many situations that we encounter is also uh, the possibility of practice, but the possibility of practicing different things dip- depending on different situations. Also, yeah. I mean, De- Debbie mentions so many times her her encounters in the public transport, you know, this is very specific, you know, it's like each time, you know, it's like, okay. And every time uh, I'm sure you would confirm that it's slightly different also. And it pulls certain triggers each time that, that is also very interesting. How do I react? Well, maybe it's not gonna be the same as, as last time and the situation is certainly different. Sometimes it's the noise, sometimes it's the smell, sometimes it's the train running late and it goes, you know, all kinds of things, all kinds of situations. Um, That's very rich. And so this is why that, that word dharma, that is at the same time, all phenomenon, therefore reality, but also the teachings. It's awesome, that's an awesome word. We use that in a limited sense, the teachings, or even more limited, like the sutras, like yeah, the, the, or the, the teachings of the Buddha. And at the same time, wow, it's all phenomenon. Yeah, Debbie?
3: Well, you set me up. <laughs> when I was thinking when you were talking, first of all, thank you for that, what you just said about what Dharma means, because I have a problem with this word. Every time I ask somebody what it means, they say it means a lot of things, but that's not really an answer. So now I'm getting my... I have more of an idea of what we're talking about. And I was thinking when you were talking about the joyous aspect of despite Zen's black robes and everybody being silent and everything, my feeling is that since I am no longer mad on the training. I'm having a good time. Hmm. When, when anger, greed, and ignorance start to alleviate, then you're, uh, uh, honestly, the first time I had an encounter with somebody who was pushing me and I wasn't mad, I was filled with joy. I've been mad all my life. This was the first time in my life that I didn't want to turn around and punch the guy in the face. It was a very, I felt like saying, thank you, sir. That was really transcendent it was a very joyous moment it's kind of now i'm getting used to it i'm gonna to have to find something else to do <laughs> seriously because now it's kind of like oh i'm not mad i think oh that's kind of old but not being mad is a source of enormous joy to me this year really yeah so i assume that as other um, deficiencies or whatever they're called character traits or whatever negative character traits alleviate there is more joy and also the desire to be nice to people at least in my case because i'm not mad at them
1: uh, thank you that's that's wonderful yeah that's really wonderful um, uh, wonderful explanation illustrations how, how our relationship to reality can be transformed by our work, uh, and our work of, of dropping ideas, judgments, and all that. Um, another um, mind-blowing discovery that I that I that I encountered um, recently. I you know, we keep talking about suffering in Buddhism. The first noble truth: life is suffering. Uh, and it's, it's quite a statement. Uh, I won't go into the details of it, but what really um, I was I was I was reading Stephen Batchelor um, and looking back to back and forth between his books and the sutras, and. What he says is that I mean, I looked at the sutras. It's exactly what he says. Um, it's not that life is suffering. The word dukkha that is being translated as suffering or anxiety or something like that. It's in the sutras. Very specific definitions are given. It's like old age, death, uh, you know, wanting things that you can't have uh not wanting things that happens to you um the our relationship what happens with our body and all that more or less it's the the whole existence whole your whole experiential um uh, uh, what hap- what you experience in life so life is yeah, being born, dying, going into the subway. It's like all, all those phenomena and our, what, what happens within us. And that really transforms our understand. I mean, that, that broadens our perspective also, that life is all that. So like the, noble, the, the first task with the noble truth is embrace life, you know, embrace life. And it's not, it's not actually maybe the, the idea that it's like, okay, we start with that notion of suffering. It's no, it's like all kinds of things, difficult things, but also joyful things. So we need to embrace that. That's, our, that's what Stephen Batchelor calls the first task, embrace life. This is how we translate that first noble truth as embracing life. And maybe if we if we start with that perspective instead of thinking, okay, first thing is life sucks and life is suffering right? it's, just, it's, it's a very different it's a very different starting point than to say, yeah i mean life is or we could say life is rich, you know life is rich with all kinds of experiences, some are painful, some are what they are and, and let's see how we work out in our relationship with reality. Um, yeah, Lisa.
0: Oh. Yeah, sorry. Hi. Um, well, sorry first of all for cutting my turning off the camera on and off. I have a bad connection. Um, no, I just wanted to. I uh, will say thank you, and, and what, um, what um, Joanne said in, in reaction to commenting on what you were saying, Jean. joan about, um, there's no running away. I had something of the sort coming up as well, and, and, um, so, that's about seeing. So, but then I was also thinking, and that's maybe related to what Debbie, just said also about anger and how, how do you, so when there's no running away that you, you're seeing what is, and, and sometimes what is, isn't, you, you see that you're sloth and torpor, there's ignorance, there's anger, you see it, and you're, and, and... and you embrace it (laughs) even if it's not necessarily what you would want to experience or the state you'd want to be in and um, yeah it's not always easy just being with it
1: yeah it's not i think debbie can testify with the fact that she struggled for many years with uh with the subway situation yeah it's uh the painful the the annoy the the being annoyed and uh it it, and then it gets transformed eventually i mean eventually if we wanted to the i don't know i mean the the running away can uh, i i guess i see it like there are two, two aspects. There is, there is no running away in the sense that reality is always going to be what it is. However, the, the, our relation to reality, sometimes we try to run away <laughs> to that, not seeing it. But what we, the vow that we make is, I vow to see it sometimes we fail to see it. Sometimes we're not very good at responding to it. Sometimes we're not very good that we observe that the letting go is not really happening the way we thought it should happen. But we have a clear intention to see it. We have a clear intention to work with that material that reality is, that reality offers to us, that the reality that we encounter and we, we, we want to work with that, but we don't. You know, some people don't want to, and that's that's their 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 right. You know, their. But the experience is very different. This is what I think all of us can testify by noticing how things evolved with a practice. Uh, and yeah, I find joy is a is definitely. Um, uh quite uh, quite an indicator of how it, how it's being how our relationship to others and reality is being transformed how do we function do we function more freely or not that free functioning is an idea that I, a concept that i really like free functioning we function freely in the world more freely um maria asked the question so how can we take our practice to others does it just happen as a side effect of our own individual practice um maria what do you mean by your practice to others you mean how how do we share that hi Hi. you
0: said something about uh when you were talking earlier you said something about taking the practice to others yeah as a service or uh, i don't I, I i suppose that's that's why i'm asking i i really didn't understand what
1: well, yeah the, the the vow i mean like the the first vow is uh, sentient beings are numberless. i vow i vow to save them or different translation that are being used that is being used is to to serve them and I keep going back to that when uh Juan last year received transmission from Genaroshi it really really struck me all the teachers were basically saying I'm here to serve and and I I re- I keep also going back to my personal memory where I had I was I had an interview with Roshi and uh, and we were discussing about the center here in Paris when it's when we still had the center and uh, and I said you know I have my preferences but you know I'll I'll do whatever you want me to do I'm I'm at your service and she said I'm I, I am at your service <laughs> and obviously she was because she was there for me f- to help me in that on that on my path um, and I find that for, for me that, that uh, in a way I mean If we really keep our vows, it it happens. The way it happens, we don't really know. Um, The danger for me is that when we, we really want to be at the service of someone, it's like, it's me wanting to be at the service. I want to help. And then we get into trouble because the way it turns out, the outcome is not necessarily what we expected. We might be disappointed. We do that for the wrong reasons. Uh, we do that to fulfill a need. You know, we want to be appreciated. I don't know all kinds of all kinds of trap there. So it's interesting to look at that too. I find what happens when we when we say that I want to serve. What is that? What exactly is at stake there? But I I. I you know i feel that there's probably it's it's a, it comes with that practice of being present to oneself but also to open up we open up and and if we, and then i think there's something very organic we just want to share we just want to serve it's very i mean I, I, I go very quite often now uh, with um, to 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 uh, Montreuil to do my cesa, the robe for next year. And uh, Joan is helping me. Joan Rodriguez, uh, who received transmission last year, and he's helping me. And he's really just that's his job. I mean, that's that's what he wants to do. Just like help. And uh, I don't think it's a, it's a something that, or if you're a parent and you, you want to, you're raising your kid, it's, there's something organic that flows that it's not even, it's not even like, a, uh, how could I say? It uh, doesn't seem like it's a, a decision that we're trying to stick to. You know, there's something natural about it
0: that openness that openness yeah. that it comes naturally i suppose also with
3: practice
1: yeah yeah i think so i think there's a uh, yeah i mean that's my experience yeah. and also my experience is, is also sometimes be, being caught up with uh, too much of an i want to do you know i what am I, what am I going to be able to do? What am I going to be able to do? <laughs> what do they What do they need? You know, uh, uh, and then it, uh, and then I become too self involved, you know, and not really paying attention to okay, the, yeah. What's the situation there? So again, reality is boundless. I vow to see it. What's the real? What's the need? Um, yeah. just i'll finish with, with that with a i remember uh when was it two two summers ago at the at this trans at the transmission retreat i was roshi's jisha and my mother had died just in that, that couple of weeks before so i was a little bit off <laughs> i was i had difficulty to i was self-involved in my grief and i really had difficulties to see her needs and i could see that there was another jisha who was who was one step ahead of me each time he was like bringing the the cup of water or whatever before the teacher even asked and i was totally out of my mind it was like Oh yeah, and, uh, she had really to ask for things. And even when she asked, I, I, could, I, would, I could forget something. I wasn't very present. Um, and I realized that afterwards. I, on, on the moment, I just, I really didn't see it. But that was part also of my, my process of seeing what reality is and where I was and, and paying attention to where I was. All right. Well, thank you for uh, all this sharing, um, and uh, um, we'll finish with the vows. Uh, Joan, you want to? You want to? the vows.
3: Joan, can yes. I can I ask that we dedicate the, this talk and the sitting to
1: Rokiemi? Yes. Rokiemi? Absolutely, absolutely. Let's
3: do that. Yeah. Thank you.